0: Well, hey guys, and welcome to the podcast. I know what you're thinking. Holy cow, you guys are still doing a podcast? Yeah. I know, it's been a couple weeks, and we apologize. Things have been really kind of hectic. Uh, Really busy, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No excuse. I mean, it only takes us a half hour to put one of these together, but it just, you know, I, I think we talked about this on the last one, and it's like... This is one of those things we really want to do, but it's one of the things we often forget that we have to do it because we've tried to give it a day to do it. But mm-hmm. We just always. End. But anyways, forget all that. We had a nice long weekend coming yes. off of mem- uh, whatever. Yeah, the it's Monday. Memorial day. memorial day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's the, t- the two Mondays a year that we get off. So <laughs> exactly. You know, you, we we took as much opportunity as possible to have fun. It's mm-hmm. like you got five days five days of fun done in two days but uh it was nice do you have a good time i i I enjoy
1: my time yes the kids of course enjoy the time so that was all the purpose yeah well
0: let's get right into it let's talk about car audio shall we now today we're just going to do some questions and answers and just kind of go through we got a ton of questions we got a ton of ton of questions from videos facebook instagram they're all over the place and Honestly, we just don't have time to deal with them Correct. as much as we used to. We just came out with the new show that we just beta tested, which was where we just take a video and we just take all the questions from that video and answer them. Uh-huh. And it was a hit. We're thinking it's going to be uh, regular. We're going to figure out a way to work that in. We're not going to do it on all the videos. Uh-huh. We're just going to do it on some of them that are good, and uh, we'll bang through them if they have, and, and that'll be a good video. So, But today, we're just going to go through a bunch of other ones. And I have a few here queued up. Uh, This one is from a video we did, how to bypass your car's factory amplifier. And the comment on it was kind of funny because it says, oh yeah, I have those tools laying around. And there again, I I get it, I get his comment, but I feel like when we do these videos, we try to show as many ways to do it as possible. yes. Now, in this particular video, we might've used a tone generator. Now you could pick up a tone generator um, we use the pack, but yeah. uh, Install Bay, which is Metro, sells yeah. theirs for like twenty five dollars. Yeah, and, okay. and
1: Amazon, you can get twenty five bucks. Yeah, dollars. Yeah.
0: I, I think the uh, I think it's thirty five for the pack, and it's Install Bay is like twenty five. It's the but same I mean, thing. but you
1: can get it. You have $25. access to get it. Yes, and a
0: digital multimeter. A digital multimeter is. Uh, I mean, come on, thirty five bucks. $20? Yeah. can yeah. You can go, one, to, um, you go to the cheap tool store. Home Depot store. and get it from $15. Oh, Arbor Freight. Yeah. I mean, you can get them free there sometimes, but you can get it for $10. So, yes. you know, if you don't have a tone generator and you don't have a digital multimeter, you don't need to be working on anybody's car. Plain and simple. The, if you don't have those two tools, at least the digital multimeter. Cause Definitely. You, for a tone generator, I mean, you can use a 9-volt battery. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Which, in... in I mean, a 9-volt battery, you're going to put it into the tone generator. But, I mean, come on. Let's, exactly. let's be realistic. And we show you ways to do these things without using those tools? But there's certain tools you just have to have as an installer. Yeah. And, yeah. So, we'll, we'll move on. Uh, it just seems like this is just going to be a bit of a, a gripe here in the beginning. Uh, it says, Folk, this is from the Focal's Toyota's plug-in. Focal's Toyota's plug-and-play speaker installations. This is a video where we took the Focal plug-and-plays. Okay. Uh, and then all caps, so he's yelling at me. Quite expensive just to get plug-and-play. Okay, you do realize they're Focal's, right? I mean, we're not talking about Pioneers here. We're not talking about Boss. We're not talking Correct. about... We're talking about Focal. Correct. Okay. Yes. These are expensive speakers. You know, there are cheaper alternatives. Yeah. Uh, you can get into some of the Pioneer stuff that comes with the mounts. They don't, they're not plug-and-play, though. No. Uh, the Kenwood Exelon 7-inch, they have the mounts, but they're again, they're not plug-and-play. So this is a speaker. This is a manufacturer. that decided to make a speaker where they did all the research to find out what plugs Toyota's going to use. Right. The only cars these are going to work in are on Toyotas. Toyotas, yeah. And they're only going to work on, you know, they're going to work on, like, 90% of the Toyotas.
1: Some of the Toyotas, yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. So
0: the only place the speaker's ever going to be able to go is a... Is a Toyota, so exactly. There again, it's a limited audience. So how cheap do they need to be? I mean, you gotta pay to do it, right? So I well, mean... well, you can do it yourself, but I mean, you know, you're gonna you know. need brackets, exactly.
1: Um, and you can find your brackets. You know, like ninety percent so of these cars yeah. now
0: they have brackets. Yeah. I mean, you're still gonna need to make some for the tweeters, but whatever. Uh, I mean, you, you know, know, at the end of the it's day, it's a good though, project. It's it's plug and play. They're focals. Let's be realistic about what we're saying here. Right. It's a high-end brand. They make a high-end speaker. You gotta pay a premium for it. Okay, so next question up. It's uh, this is from the beta video that we put up this weekend. Right. I like this question. It says, Hey, can you guys help me? great. <laughs> right. uh, hey, can you help me make a recommendation for my 2011 Avalanche to put a radio for six hundred dollar range? So he wants to spend about six hundred dollars on a radio. Okay. Now, right away, the reason why I like this question is because we, we've had a video where we talk about how to buy a radio. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we get asked all the time, mm-hmm. where do I find a kit? Where do I find that? Well, you know, what are all these, how do I do this? Okay. You have to know, you, the first thing before you even decide to buy a radio is you need to find out if your car will take a radio. Correct. Where do you go? Exactly. Metronline.com, uh, packadio.com. And
1: it's sometimes. It's those are the three yep. big ones. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to go to one of those three sites and you're going to type in your make, model, and year. Correct. And you're going to get a list of parts. hmm you're going to need a dash kit. You're going to need a antenna adapter. This one, you're going to need some form of a smart harness. Yes. You know, with a module. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, whether if we go to pack audio, it's going to be an RP3, RP4, RP5. He's got Bose um, in this. So it is a Bose? It doesn't say whether it has Bose. So, you know, minimum, he's going to need like an RP4 if he's got all steering right. wheel controls. All right. So, for those... The steering wheel controls, the antenna adapter, the dash kit, you're going to spend about 200 to $250. Correct. So that leaves us $350 for a radio. Mm-hmm. That's going to put us into, let's say, a Pioneer, if we want something 7-inch touchscreen, like an MVH twenty-three twenty-four 2300 2400. Yeah. Um, possibly the, the avh 24 2300, mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we're not we're not even talking if he actually won like navigation or something like that. Yeah, that would be a nice CarPlay unit though. Right. No, well, or but if I'm he has like an
0: iPhone. He could go down to the 13 or the 14. But before
1: be before we talk about the radio, we have to start talking about the parts that we need. Yes. Because some people they I want 600. I have 600 dollars. Yeah, you're not and buying I a 600 radio. And I won because you're know, gonna everything. have a thousand dollar radio. Correct. Yeah. So before we talk about the radio, it's like yeah, let's focus on the parts that we actually use. Yeah, because
0: the parts will almost cost as much as the radio in some cases in some cars
1: you know it's funny that you say that because sometimes people are like I have a Chevy Silverado you know and what kind of system is good for me right and it's like uh, I'm sorry (laughs) but the system you can afford you know is the one good for you exactly (laughs) Uh, I can like that's it you know what what kind of system you recommend Uh, uh, what kind of budget do you have you know those kind of Questions it, it, they
0: are funny, so but yeah. Now, it, okay, so this one it says, um, I have a 2014 Ford Transit Connect. What do I need to reuse the factory backup camera? Please help. So I did a little bit of research, and in this one, the Maestro RR, okay, uh, will, will interface. It'll retain all that. Nice. So which means that'd be the one to go with. Yeah. Just go with that link. And as so the reply back to it because <laughs> he actually replied back. Can it be done without the interface? Uh, yeah. okay so let's understand what these cars are doing first off uh, in this case it's either it's using some kind of a data bus all right mm-hmm. the data bus is what's controlling everything in the car mm-hmm. so accessory speed pulse door chimes illumination um, the camera actually turning on yeah uh, there's, there's all these things that are being done by data by data correct so like in the harness itself it has power ground that's and speaker. Yeah. that's it nothing else is there mm-hmm. so you need that module to go in there and wake everything up and make it do stuff so yeah. can it be done without it maybe but yeah. I'm not gonna try I mean why would you try if
1: they make that piece There is a specific for you car and you can
0: retain all the factory stuff because it costs money uh yeah there again, just like you the know, last thing we talked about I mean, you know i buy a 500 radio because i have a 500 hundred dollar limit and i didn't do my research to find out that oh i actually need 250 dollars worth of parts you know it's like i want a lamborghini
1: but i only have money for a g35 so <laughs> well, that's when you buy the kit right
0: <laughs> um yeah okay so uh let's see what else we there's always okay so here's here's a, here's one that we get quite frequently um this is how to do Pioneer App Radio Live uh, or or Ways on your AVH radio. Now, mm-hmm. when we shot these videos, the AVH was pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. You had like an AV8 2600, 2700, 2800. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then they went that came out with the. 190, the 90, 290, 290, and they were three digits. Correct. And we were like, okay, so we can differentiate by a four-digit or a three-digit. Three and then everything went back to a three-digit. So now it's like, I, I don't even know how to differentiate anymore no. between, like, so now the feature that these people are asking about is actually a differentiation point. So, in this case, you have a 200, you have a 201, then you have a 300, 400, 500, or 600, whatever, Correct. 601, 501. Yes. So you have all these radios that have three digits now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a guy buys a 201 or a 190U mm-hmm. or a 201 or a <laughs> 200 or yeah. a 250 or a 230. There's all these oh crazy... If it's got a two and it's three digits, it's not going to do anything. What are okay? we doing? This is a mad... Uh... You know, they, they it's like, you know... There's there's gotta be some difference in the radios. And I guess what Pioneers said, okay, if you if you have a radio that has like it's a three digit two series radio or a one series radio, it's not gonna be able to change the album artwork. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna be able to use App Radio Live. Um, it's gonna be inexpensive, and that's all it's ever gonna do. Yeah. But what they went ahead and did is they added in this year with the two oh one is they added in all the advanced features. So Correct. now it has the thirteen band EQ, the time correction, the crossovers. Everything they're, gonna, they're limited. And they're definitely not built on the same audio platform because they don't sound anywhere near as good as right. that. But Pioneer does such a crappy job of differentiating their high-end from their entry-level stuff because when you compare it, like if you take the features on a 201 and compare them to an NEX, it's pretty much Stuck out. Yeah.
1: you know. And this is the problem because some of the people is like, why would I buy a $600 radio when I can buy a $200 radio and it has the same? Yeah, you know, people don't understand the quality.
0: Oh yeah, and, that you you know, they have. You know, and I was I, when, we, when the the new Pioneer rep was in, I was like, you know, I don't understand why you guys can't figure this out. The computer mm-hmm. industry figured this out a long time ago. You know, when you buy when you go to buy a computer, follow me here for a minute. You know, it says you know back in the day you know it's a uh, Pentium whatever. Okay. Yeah. You know, and like now it's like you have an i three, i five, i seven. Now it's an i nine. All right, mm-hmm. So you have this computer that's uh, $300. Yeah. All right, and it's All got an i3 processor in it. And it tells you straight up, i3 processor, and it gives you the speed. Mm-hmm. All right. And you go, okay, well, it's a $300 computer. All right, So the next computer that's $250 more might have an i5, or $400 more might have an i7, or $1,000 more and has an i9. At the end of the day, they all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But we know that you know, when the computer-savvy person goes to buy it and they see that i9 processor, they go, oh, my gosh. This this is got the to, that's why it's a thousand dollars more. Yeah. It's faster. And you've got all these numbers on there that some of us still don't know what they mean, but at the end of the day, we know it's faster because it's got the bigger processor. Yeah. And I and I told the, the pioneer. The bigger guy, the better. I said, listen, you guys have better processors in these, yeah. You know, you say audio grade components. What does that mean? Show pictures. Tell people, oh well, you know, we've we've rearranged the outputs of the radio so that the the, the sound stuff is on one side and the power stuff is on the other. Oh, wow, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, let's move some Legos around. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Kenwood did a really nice job on the X901.5 really amplifier, new the new high-res amplifier, when they showed the image at the training of how the, the amplifier is set up. I mean, they basically just took a PowerPoint and put color boxes over it and said, this is for this, this is for that, and that is for this. Correct. This is what we had to do to make it sound better. And It was like, oh, okay, so this makes sense. Other than, oh, we made the heat sink like a bluish color and put a base knob on it. Yeah, and then, you know then we cover like, it so you guys don't see it. Yeah. Ah. No, it's, it's like, <clears throat> okay, give us added value and, and make it something that's tangible, but they just do such a crappy job at it. And then, like this poor guy, he gets this radio... And he's like, oh, I saw your video on how to do this. And it's like, mine won't do it. And it's like, yeah, I know. Is that yeah. going to.
1: Yeah. You know, and there's
0: three questions right in a row asking the same thing about so, how come I can't do that. So before you
1: actually buy a radio, do most research as you can. Most like, research. Research. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh try to do like a lot so before you buy the radio so in the end of the day when you have the radio you don't know be like ah oh, man well you
0: know I, I come from the school of thought if if it if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck it's probably a duck Okay, right. so yeah you know, but really see now it, at right now but point, if you see, but if you see a radio that's that's two hundred dollars yeah okay and you're thinking you're gonna get everything for 200 dollars yes yeah. okay and they make a thousand dollar radio yeah they just do the same do your research and figure out what the heck is missing. But there again, to be fair, we know Pioneer does a crappy job of telling people that. Mm-hmm. Most people just get, like, I don't even know what I'm looking at anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like, if, if you want to be able to change the album art, or, I'm sorry, not album art, but the wallpaper... You can download the owner's manual, and you can physically type in background into your search, and it'll mm-hmm. tell you how to change the background. Mm-hmm. If you don't see that, move on to the next one. But well, nobody reads owner's manual. I know, but no. if it's that important for you to watch six YouTube videos and then ask a question, <laughs> yeah. you may have just want to learn before that. Exactly. Okay, moving on. This is from the Pioneer new AVH2400 unboxing. It says, hey, Dean, thanks, Uh, running through the video. Does this unit automatically load the rear video camera when the reverse gear comes on? And this is a great question, too, because there again, there's two things you have to do to a Pioneer radio for it to activate the rear view camera. Do you know what those are? Um, Hook it up, the purple white wire. Correct. And then turn on the camera. And the menu settings. And the menu settings, correct. So on the back of the pioneers, there's a purple white wire that will take either a positive or a negative trigger from the park from the reverse lights. I don't yep. know what I want to say parking lights. No. Um, and depending on whether you're using a smart harness or you're just tapping into an analog style, it needs to see a constant twelve volts. Ninety nine percent of the vehicles hold on have to see a trigger <coughs> every time the car is going reverse. Yes, it has to see that. Um, and then it, it just won't come on if the camera comes on. It doesn't have auto sense, which is would be cool, but it doesn't. It doesn't no. automatically sense signal over the RCA. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go into the menu. So you're gonna hit uh, gears, tools, scroll down to where it says camera settings, click on it, like the first or second thing down. It mm-hmm. says turn camera on. Mm-hmm. Select on, and you're done. And don't. I mean, yeah. Don't switch exactly. it to, yeah. to the battery.
1: <laughs> Leave it on battery. Leave it on battery, exactly. Yeah, it's Not ground.
0: Yeah. And then put it in reverse, your camera will pop up. Exactly. But that gets that's But well, that's so simple. It, it's not though. Sounds it, like you know what you're doing. It's not simple. Um how can I reta- okay, so this was how to retain your Ford factory USB and aux when adding a new stereo. He asked the question, how to do in a two thousand sixteen Silverado. Now this is a this is this one drives me crazy. Mainly because Paul always forgets. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the newer Silverados, what they've done is they put this hub in the armrest or on the dash, depending on which car you have. Yeah. And it's usually two USBs, an SD card, and an aux jack. Correct. Okay. And it's as far as the dual USB and the SD card is unobtainable. You yeah. know, I mean, we we can't retain it. Unretainable. I don't know why no. I said. On, Unretainable. Unretainable. Anyway, we can't retain it because. The radios can't read through hubs. Now, if it's mounted in the dash, Metro does make a replacement for mm-hmm. it that you can actually pull it out, and it has, like, two USBs, an HDMI, and an aux jack, which is yes. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, which you can find on metroonline.com. Anyway. But as far as that goes, that's the end of it. Now, depending on what smart harness you have, most of them will retain the aux in the smart harness if you yeah. buy, like, the, the more advanced ones. Like, for example, if you get into the iData... Uh, maestro piece or if you get into the rp5 correct um it will retain the aux jack now if it doesn't it's in the wiring harness and using what we showed from the ford video you could do the same thing where you take a digital multimeter you go through you make your own basically make your own interface for it but as far as that goes that's really it for that the reason why this irritates us is because every time paul does it then we got to call the customer back and we got to explain to them we can't retain these and we have to Usually put some form of a USB flush mount surface somewhere in the dash. The other problem, too, is that even if it wasn't a hub, um, the length is too much. It's, it's too, too much. far away even from the radio. Even if you can
1: retain it, that's a yeah. lot, yes. If it was
0: just a single USB mount in the armrest, like in the Dodge Ram, you can mm-hmm. buy the U-Ram from iData, but it's it won't retain Android Auto or Apple CarPlay because it's like that's a 15-foot cable. Yeah. It's just too long. The resistance is too much for the radios to actually read something that resistance. Yeah. One day we might get better, but right now we're not. So <laughs> it kind of stinks. Um, moving on. Moving on, yeah. Uh, okay, so this is about ferrules. What are This was the ferrule video we put. What are wire ferrules, how to use them, and all that other stuff. We did that about a year ago. We need to do an update to that. Okay. Um, it says, solder them on, or do, do I need to? It's something like Sam I am. <laughs> solder them on, question mark. Do I need to sh- solder? Uh, should I? Yeah, anyways. Yep. I get yep. it. Yep, it, it's, yep. It's, Yeah, it, you know, the, double check. Anyways, so it says, <laughs> should I solder on the ferrules? And the answer to that is no. Okay. Um, the reason why you don't want to solder the ferrules, now, okay, let me back it up. If you have a 4-gauge or an 8-gauge ferrule, you're not soldering those on. Um, for one, you're going to make a lug that the amplifier will not be able to screw into. You only have, like, three. Tw- Three threads in an amplifier that actually bite down into that the screw bites down into. And if you solder a lug ferrule in, basically what's going to happen is when you go to tighten up into that, you're going to strip it. The whole idea behind the ferrule is to bend a little bit, so or crush as it were, so but to keep all the wire inside the ferrule um, and make a nice, you know, tight connection. If you solder it into a lug, without having a you know if you have like some custom ones and there's like an eighth of an inch of actual thread where you get like five or six threads Mm -hmm. yeah go for it make it as tight as you want but otherwise you know like i've done it we we did that a couple times and it was like the first thing i did was strip the amplifier Mm -hmm. and i was like oh well this is great and then Mm -hmm. i had to rethread the amplifier get a bigger screw that was a pain in the butt so, so Let them crush For us
1: No Let me look
0: Now when you're using smaller wire Like let's say 12 gauge 10 gauge 16 gauge 20, 12 Anything smaller yeah. They make a crimping tool Which can crimp it into a square Or into a hexonical shape mm-hmm. a hexagon Those are great Because they'll actually tighten the wire in It'll still give some When you're tightening it down They're smaller So they don't Usually You can get more threads Down yes. in And it really bites in The only time we solder them, the only time, is when we were doing 18-gauge into a Pioneer amplifier. Yeah. And the reason why is because, there again, that Pioneer amplifier should be drilled bigger for, like, a 12-gauge, but it only takes an Mm 18-gauge, which really sucks, or a 22-gauge, for God's sakes. But the thread count is, there again, it's like four or five threads, so you can, but... The reason why we solder them is because if you over-tighten them, you actually just cut the wire. Cut the wire, yeah. So yeah. we try to make them as thick as we can to fit into that hole. Mm-hmm. That's the only time we'll solder them. Other than that, no. I w- wouldn't even bother. Um, all right. So, moving on. Hold on. It says, I have a question. I'm going the 3100. Everything works fine, except I'm not getting any sound at all. This was from the What Those Pioneer... What are those pioneer power plug wires are? Yeah, anyways. So he's getting no sound. Right, okay. He actually replied back to it. Yes, I got that one connected. Uh the solid blue wire. There was where does it go? Okay, so here's this is more of a how do you ask a question. Okay. Okay, so everything's hooked up, but I get no sound. Okay. That's what you give me. What kind of car? Uh, no like idea. you say. What kind of car do you have it in? What year is the car, make, model? What kind of parts did you use? The reason why I ask is because, depending on what's going on, lots of problems. Yes, yes. So there's a couple Hyundais out there that have an amplified system. Mm-hmm. Now, that amplified system, as we know, isn't pinned in the harness. So, yeah, the radio will turn on. It'll give you everything you want. But the ampl- the remote turn on for the factory amplifier isn't pinned. What sucks is not only do you need that pin, but you also need the amplified antenna pin. Yeah. So you got to go butcher another harness to get the pin to plug into that one. That's a common thing. The other thing, too, is depending on what, maybe it's a GM, maybe it's an older GM. We don't even know. And on that one, as was pointed out to us when we bypassed the amplifier, there's a pink wire on the secondary harness, which it had been so long since I'd done one, I honestly forgot all about that. I mean, it was one of those things that I knew about years ago and then forgot, and then, you know, I was like, yeah let's just rewire it just got in the habit of doing that i was like duh um so there's you know it's fine that you send us the questions but you know something like that i'm just going to skip over because you didn't give me enough information
1: and it like if you i respond to you and say okay what kind of car then you want to respond back oh that's a hyundai
0: well, not what kind year? Well,
1: let's well, see, and, my, what, and it's like it's back and forth. Well, my, like,
0: my thing is, is like that. You know, you, when you answer a Facebook question like that, yeah. that's fine. But when I answer like that question was on YouTube, so if somebody asks me that question, by the time I, I'll never get back to it because it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. There's yeah. gonna be two hundred questions by no. the time he no. responds yeah. back to me. And I won't even remember. And so that's I what mean, I'm
1: saying. Like if you wanna ask a question about something, like try
0: to make sure you have. All More the information, information. yes. You know, because chances are good, if we see your question once, that's all you're yeah. going to get.
1: All right, so I have a question from Perfect. Facebook. Say, good evening. I would like to know how to wire the power from my two Alpine amplifiers. My car is a Toyota Land Cruiser 2012. Hey, with, all the information. <laughs> with two 12-volt batteries. Okay. Should I use a relay between the batteries Thanks for the advice or can I just connect only one at the battery? So he want to install the two amplifiers and the car has two batteries. And the car has two batteries. Okay. So he's like should I hook it up? Well,
0: I mean one
1: in the other and use a relay or use one battery for that? One battery.
0: I one mean battery. even even when we're putting in a multi-battery system, you yeah. always hook the amplifiers up to one battery. Diesels all have two batteries. Um the, the car usually that, that side of it has nothing to do with what you're trying to do for the most part. All you need to do is pick a battery that is connected to the car's electrical system somehow uh-huh. hopefully via the alternator properly grounded and then hook your two batteries up to hook your two amplifiers up to that battery and you're done. It's, it's that you don't need to put a relay. you don't need to connect them between the two. It's not really a boat. Um, so you don't have those issues there. Uh, but, yeah, just pick a battery that's connected to the car, hook it up, and move on. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Ish. Kind of. <laughs> I can um, see where you get scared.
1: This just is make almost, sure you have a fuse. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is almost the same question. That, uh, probably the same guy. Um, that He asked about the backup camera. This I view the video using the backup camera on the DDX9702S? I do not think you touch... You touch base on the reverse sensor wire. Purple. Does the wire go back to the reverse lights? The red is going to the positive wire. I hook up the aftermarket camera and can view the camera display in the grid line. Yeah, so that's basically yeah.
0: the same the same style question. And, and, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're doing a Pioneer or Kenwood, mm-hmm kenwood comes auto on and that's one of the nice things about when a kenwood powers up it asks you are you hooking a a camera up and default is on which is kind of cool yep but you know however you're going to hook up the camera itself whether you're going to have it hooked up to accessories so that's on all the time so you can use the push to view feature from the radio yeah or if you only want it to come on when the reverse cameras or when the reverse lights are on which Mm -hmm. i would never do um that radio has to be connected to a reverse wire in the back whether there again, it, you know when we're doing some of the pickup trucks we're not doing smart harnesses mm-hmm. we just grab the wire at the lights which we right. showed a dozen times um but yes the radio has to have that wire connected you know if it's an alpine if it's a pioneer if it's a kenwood if it's a jvc and make sure you grab the right wire Sometimes you you don't
1: have the right wire, you think don't go by the color, just test
0: it. The reason why, okay so the other thing too to keep in mind is when you're hooking up that purple white wire is a monitor wire only. Mm -hmm. Okay now there's there's a difference in that and those of you guys that install alarms which we get the question all the time, do we install alarms? Yes we install alarms. We don't do a lot of them though so that's why we don't shoot any videos on Mm -hmm. them. So let's get that out of the way. (laughs) But alarms have what are called monitoring wires and what those wires are designed to do is they don't actually draw any current. All mm-hmm. they're doing is looking to see what's happening. Yeah. So the reverse trigger wire is a monitoring wire, okay? All it's doing is looking to see if there's 12 volts on that line. If there's 12 volts on that line, it tells the radio to, 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 to pop, switch. Yeah. you know? That's it. That's all it's doing. It's not physically powering anything, no. which is fine. That's the way you want it because mm-hmm. you don't need... You know that's why we always tell you don't hook up the reverse camera to the light because no. the reverse camera is actually drawing power. Mm-hmm. And in these cars that have monitoring systems for like light bulbs and all this, you know, they they look at the resistance and you're adding more resistance on them. So that's like when you do the HID or the LED lights, you have to put those things in there to fool that. But it's funny, like it's it's a huge. A huge thing,
1: just to talk about the backup camera. Still. Oh yeah. And we have two great videos. Yes. And it's it's still like, you know. But there again, I don't. don't... Um. All right. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Hi guys, I have a fifty-eight hundred. Wow, it's an old one. Um, can you help me to find how can remove the art album logo that keep blocking the animated background? (laughs) <laughs> that okay, was funny
0: so this this will be the last one but there's nothing you can do about no. it the way the radio was designed is they yep. put this big stupid music note right in front of everything and it's it sucks and yeah. you know Pioneer designed one operating system and then they designed all these radios that were going to be able to take advantage of it and then the ones that weren't just got stuck with this music note so it looks terrible. And it was like, why did you guys do this? Exactly. Like, Sorry, it's, we thought it'd be cool. And I was like, no one wants to see this. Yes. So, you know, there's certain things you can't do. One is you can't get rid of that. Yep. You can't get rid of the okay screen when the <laughs> radio powers up on the older radios. Correct. Um, you can't get rid of the caution, image might be reversed. There's just things that are built in that they just, you can't get rid of. And it sucks. And I know it. But, oh, well. Yeah. You know, it's like, damn. All right, guys, that brings us to a half hour of fun and excitement. We hope you enjoyed this little Q&A podcast that we did. We'll try to be better next week and get you guys a podcast out. Otherwise, enjoy this Thank you for listening.